Well, hi, everybody. What a privilege this is, and uh, yeah, congratulations. You know, it's fantastic, isn't it, really? And uh, as Lin- Linda said, he's been through so much, as is his family, and to see God's grace work in this man's life and to see what God can do, even in tough circumstances, an inspiration to all of us. And, and I'd echo Tom, very proud of you. And, um, and yeah, as Giles said, God's smiling down, looking at the book and seeing what's next. He knows that uh, you don't, you know a little bit. But uh, I'm hoping these words uh, really bring you some encouragement and inspiration uh, to all of us. But particularly, I asked for Gary to sit there because I remember at my old nation, I was behind uh, the principal. And he said, I can't preach at Ian. I thought, well, he's not going to get away with it. He's put him right there. But today, today is a good day, isn't it? It's a day that the Lord has made. But, you know, it's a good day for Gary. It's a good day for this church. Uh, Gary, I really believe, and you've affirmed, is a gift to this church. He has been, uh, and I think I'm, I'm right in saying, the longest-serving sort of ministry staff member uh, that we've had. Others have, have come and gone. Others just left suddenly. You know, it's, it's weird how that stuff happens. But, but he's a gift. He's a gift to the church, and he's a gift to the community. In that ministry, uh, we know him in the church life, but we know already, because I know how often the uh, office was empty, that he was doing a lot in the community as well, and I never quite knew what he was doing, but I know it's good stuff. I know it's good stuff. I've got another reading, uh, and knowing Gary, he can't get enough of the Bible, so I'm going to add to what Tom's already, already um, said. This is from Ephesians 4. Uh, verse 11. I know you know it off by heart. I won't test you, but here we go. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people, his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of of Christ. Today is a good day. It's Rev Bot. You know, it's not just your Instagram thing that you've had illegally, I might add, um, for the past 15 years. But now you can, you, can, you can use it. It's fantastic. And various things have happened already and there's some stuff coming up as well. You know, we've had ordination uh, and there's going to be induction coming. And they're setting apart and all that. The priesthood of all believers, but recognising and discerning the calling of leadership uh, to some. We've seen the laying on of hands, prayer. All these things are important. I, mean, I, I did think about, you know, for those that uh, maybe not be clear about the um, descriptions we give, and I thought you might go away the weekend and have to explain what certain things mean. And you'd like, what did you do the weekend? Well, I got inducted, and it's probably... People who don't know better, so I've got ointment for that. We can, we can sort that out for you. So you're going to you're gonna have to tell him what it means. But Gary, the, the, the important thing, uh, and I think Carl said this just before he prayed, the most important thing is you are called by God. It's great that we're doing all these things from the church, but they're really recognising what God's already done. You are called by God. The passage that Tom read, Jesus himself, never forget that. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and the teachers. The the church affirm it, right? But Christ himself has called you. And you're going to need to hang on to that. That's what we're recognising today. Gary is a gift to the church, inside and outside to the community. Within the church, you've been ordained, uh, I don't know if we say this now, but into the Baptist faith and order, entrusted with overseeing word. Do we still say it? Yeah, we can still say that. Do we can? (laughs) We 
can miss that out, didn't you? <laughs> to word and sacrament. These are important things. You're a guardian to the church, along with the other pastors, of the word and the sacraments. It's important. And, and Gary, I want to say to you today, and I believe God is saying to you, you're needed in this world that we live in. God has called you for a reason. Christ himself has appointed you, right? You know, in the presence uh, of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, that, that's huge. It's brilliant to see everybody, but it's in the presence of God and Christ Jesus. He says, I'll give you this charge, preach the word. I mean, we need it, don't we? So today is a recognising, a commissioning, but most importantly... Verse 4 of that passage, in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, looking right now, even at those empty pages, right, and everything they've got, they've got lined up for you, your charge, preach the word. Preach the word, in season and out of season. My opinion at the moment, I think, is we're out of season. Uh, there's a, an attack, it seems, on the word of God. Going right back, I know Bob's going to love this, to Genesis um, and did God really say? Yes, he did, Gary. And you've got to preach the word. And there's people here who, who, who want to hear what they want to hear. They want, to, they want things maybe a little bit more palatable. And you may feel like you're a fish swimming against the tide. That's supposed to be how you feel, because you're standing in the gap. And it's hard. It's hard. But Gary, you keep your head. You endure hardship. Because sometimes ministry can come at great cost. You know that already. Do the work of an evangelist. There's a lot of ministers in this building today. We've got quite, I think we're the Baptist outnumber them, so if it comes to it, you're in trouble at the door. But, <laughs> although I'm beginning to think he's gone Anglican on me. <laughs> um, forgot what I was going to say now. <laughs> said put the joke in about the dog collar. <laughs> um, no, it comes with great personal You know that already. Correct, rebuke and encourage. Sometimes you're going to have to say things they don't want to hear. right? But, but actually, you do have a responsibility to pastor the flock, but ultimately you have it to God. Okay, God is your witness. You're the audience of one. And that's who you please. You're not there to please them. You're there to please God. And it can be difficult. So sometimes you've got to correct, you've got to rebu- rebuke. They won't like that. And you've got to hold on then that it's Christ that called you. Encouragement is the other thing that Paul said to young Timothy. Probably younger than you, actually. You were young, youngest on the team, but, or Tom was, but he went as well. It's a good church, actually. It's a really good church. I didn't want to go. Bible says to encourage one another daily. Sometimes I think we've misread that and say discourage one another daily. Encouragement. Right, I used to work in a city and there was bonuses. Don't believe everything you read in the papers. They, they're okay. But, but encouragement is the cheapest thing you can give someone, but it's the most important thing. We've got to encourage people. And, and I'm ask, I would ask you to encourage Gary and Katie and the family because they're going to need it because it's tough. And the thing is, what they won't like is the correcting and the rebuking. There's all sorts of different opinions around. You look at society at the moment, there's all sorts of questions being asked. And have we got a, a bend? The church has to bend, but we can't bend, and I've said it before, that we break. You know, we might have to, 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 to engage with culture, but it's scripture that shapes us. And we don't want to go back to Genesis and say, well, did, did God really say that? Did he really mean it? Yes, he did. And there are sometimes reactions against that as you stand in the gap. Words 
emails, even anonymous letters. You're going to have to deal with all of that stuff. right? But you will, because Christ called you. Christ called you, and you'll persevere, as you have done. You know, I feel a bit cheap preaching this to you, because you've, you've witnessed to me over the years of what it is to stand firm, especially in the last two or three years. You have to expect it, because you're doing kingdom work, and there's one that hates it. Right? We don't care about him. We care about that audience of one, the Christ who called you. Okay, so you hold the line. And this is, that's those stages when you need to remember you've been called and appointed by Christ. And so, as I say, just encourage him. He's going to encourage you. Encourage him as well. So you preach the word, not the current trends or the current ideas that are pulling people away from God. Um, friends of mine say, how do I know if God works? I say, well, the country's moving away from it. How do we think we're doing Right? As we take God out of the equation, we're, we're on, the, on a bad road, but people like you are going to stand in the gap. You preach the word, not the current trends. Then the church is fed and nourished, and it's healthy, and it will grow. Well, I think I do believe this, and we, this church has seen it for a number of years. If you preach the word faithfully, and you rely on the Holy Spirit, and you're authentic, it's healthy. Anything healthy grows. Okay, so your gift to the church, he is a gift to the church. But also, as we know, we're going to come soon, he's a gift to the outside of these walls, which is good. He's a gift to the community. And dare I say it, every Christian in this room should be a gift to the community. You know, your mission is as soon as you go out that door. You know, but you're sent, you've been sent, you've been set apart. You're going to, remember that first passage, he's not supposed to be doing it all. He's, He's supposed to be helping you and equipping you so you can do it with him. But you are sent. You know, the food banks, the clothes banks, the football, the forging men. You've been doing this. This is, we're affirming what God is already, already doing. I remember a, a, a point a few years back, just before COVID, I think. We knew people in Billericay, and this is just by way of, of showing what Gary was doing anyway, standing in the gap. And they had a party, right? And they were friends of ours. We weren't invited. We've, we've sort of got over that. Um, <laughs> but it, was, it actually was for their daughter. And there was a huge amount of trouble at the party, proper trouble, glasses being picked up, bottles being picked up. And Gary came in and he said, you know, my my son, I think it was you, wasn't it? Yeah. Heard about it and there's trouble. You heard about it because your mates were saying, come and help us in the fight. I don't know what that was about. Um, And um, anyway, Gary was with him. He said, we've got to go there. We've got to go and and help sort this out. He didn't know the people, who it was. He got there. And what I heard, what I heard, because they were our friends, he didn't know that. And... Uh, she said to me, this, well, this pastor, she even knows this church, this pastor came, this pastor fella, and he just stood in the gap. And the good thing is, he knew all the kids with the bottles in their hands and the glasses. He goes, what are you doing? Hello, Gary. Hello, Gary. Get, get off home. Go. Now, that was going to be real trouble. And, and not many people, I believe, in Bitterich, you could have stood in that gap. But they knew you, and they respected you because of the work that you'd put. You read Matthew's Gospel, let your, let your light shine, so they might praise your Father in heaven. Right? You, didn't, you didn't put it on Facebook. She put it on Facebook. said, I just want to say thank you to a pastor at one of the churches who stood in the gap. You know, he's been doing it years. Right? In that Acts 26 passage that Tom read, read, Paul telling King Agrippa about the words of Jesus given to him. This is ministry, isn't it? You know, and Jesus says uh, to you, I believe, Gary, that as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. And that passage was, I'm sending you to them. This is outside of the church now. To open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, which they need to hear. So they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. I believe you've you've got one of these 
gifts where you're so well loved and respected within the church, but you're one of the few people who can take that outside and make a difference. And I know you've made a difference already in people's lives. Right? You're an inspiration. Yeah, my dad's not very well. He's got Huntington's disease. Uh, in fact, he's dying. In fact, they put him on end of life. He's a fighter about a year and a half ago, and they've had to take him off because no one's supposed to survive that long. But he's very, very unwell. And we thought we'd lost him just before Christmas. He was back in hospital. He struggles now to communicate, and he's sleeping mostly. And I sit by his bed when I go and visit him, and I might um, get 10 minutes from a couple of hours while he's awake, but he's not really always aware. Now, he's my hero, okay, and it's hard, and, and many of you have been through this stuff. I took woodwork at school, uh, not because I like woodwork, not like you. Um, I hated it, but my dad was a carpenter. I just wanted to be like him, right, because I loved him. Right? That's all it was. And, I, and, I, and I, I love going to visit him. I pray over him. I pray God's mercy, God's peace. And I talk to him about the past. He's not really acknowledging anything. I say about the good times, and I look back, and I say, sure, there was discipline. He was a good father. There was guidance. He was trying to steer me on the right path, sometimes telling me things I didn't want to listen to. But it was all for my benefit. And then I talk a little about things I could have done that I wish I'd done a bit more, a few regrets. There's not many, but there are some. And I say, sorry, Dad. And this happened a few weeks ago. You know, and there's this real intimate moment. And his eyes opened. He doesn't really move around much. And his eyes opened. I was sitting in the chair next to his bed. And he looked straight at me. And he put his hand on my cheek. And at that moment, all the regrets, all the good stuff, all the stuff I asked for forgiveness for, all the good times, all the trying to please him, in that moment, it was about love. That's it. The whole thing was surrounded. All those emotions, it was love. My dad didn't get a carpentry book when I was younger and whack me around the head and say, be a carpenter. I just wanted to be a carpenter because he was. You just want to be a follower of Jesus because you want to become more like him. Okay? And what I want to say, that moment, that hand on the cheek was a real intimate moment. That's what they need to hear, that God is love. And sure, there'll be discipline. And sure, there'll be life change. But people need to hear they're loved. They are loved. And they need to know there is a God that loves them, that draws him, draws them to himself and wants them. It will change their lives. There will be discipline. There will be rebukes. There will be encouragement. But it's all for their own good. And they, they, they're longing. The world's crying out for that touch. To know that they're loved. And they'll be transformed into his likeness. So I'd plead with you, church family, as he goes out, as you send him out and as he's, he's in this place as well, will you pray for him and his family like you have done today, but continue as you set him apart for this task. People need to know that touch, and I know you're someone that can inspire others to do that, and I know you've done it already. It's love. They need that intimacy with God. It might be you've heard, you've heard stuff today, and you, know, you, need, you need to know that. There is enough ministers in this room that you can speak to somebody <laughs> after. Uh, we'd want you to know that intimacy. We'd want you to know that love. We'd, the reason this creaks is because it's a baptismal pool underneath. There's not a load of dead Baptist ministers under there. Not last time I checked. <laughs> They're all here anyway. <laughs> right? It, it represents new life. And God calls us to new life, life in all its fullness. And it doesn't mean to say it's going to be easy. There's, this man will testify to that. It's been really difficult. But look at his faith and look at his smile. Look how he witnessed to the nurses. He, he's just encouragement the whole time. And he saw good in it. Look how he's, he, he helped the college. and was, He loved it. 
He embraced it and he, he came back full of it. Now he's tackled the academia because God knew those pages in that book of what you're going to do. And Gary, God is sending you to them to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light. And he's saying that to people here this, uh, this afternoon as well. From the power of Satan, which you can see easily, to the power of God, who is all-powerful. So they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are being sanctified by faith in him. Gary, uh, when Jesus started his ministry, stood up and opened the scroll and he read what we know as the Nazareth Manifesto, Luke 4, 18. I want to just make this personal to you. And I believe God gave me this for you. The Spirit of the Lord is on you because he has anointed you to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent you to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. So, Gary, you preach the word in season and out of season. You go out and call them from darkness to light, and the Spirit of the Lord is on you. Amen. Amen. Yes.